so we're going to start with um, something the Lord asked me to bless our congregation with, with basically bless our church with. So, because this is the month of the teacher seer, and there's already so much happening and has been for, I know, for whatever time period, but it just seemed appropriate for me to release this blessing. He asked me because I'm a teacher seer. That's what he said. I said, okay, Lord, may we glean the mighty insights that you, Father, are making available to us. And in so doing, you give us this reservoir of truth from which we can discern and operate. May we utilize the power and authority given to us by you, Father, to defend the borders of the places we occupy and the places we are going to occupy for your kingdom. May we increase our knowledge and creativeness in this day and this hour and in this end time. Ends in quotes. May our vision in the spirit increase. And lastly, may we grasp what you, Father, are saying and doing at this time. Amen. I just felt like I need to do that. There we go. So we have been having some of continuing amazing teachings from Dallas. Not that I need to encourage this group of people to listen to it, but please. I have to tell you, it is hard for me. It's getting harder and harder because of my work to try to listen while working. Usually I can do that, depending on how much I have to think at work, but I'm having a hard time. So I got to find time later to, to listen to the teachings and all that. It's better if I listen to it live, like Wednesday, not Wednesday Night Live, like the Saints Radio. I'm so far behind on that. It's just, psh. go ahead. I, I do have notes. I do have oh, anybody, ever wants anybody wants notes for the teachings, please send it to Sparrow's Nest at bellsouth.net. Good morning, Jim. So, I'm I'm a little behind on the Sunday teaching, but a little gov. Anyway, which teaching was it? I guess it was Wednesday Night Live when he was speaking about. Well, he spoke about a lot of things, and and I'm I'm so grateful when at least one of the things that he te- talks about sticks in my brain. I'm I'm very grateful, and the one thing he said stuck in my brain was about iniquities. Did anybody remember him saying that? Now, see, my understanding of iniquities, and, and you guys are probably already seeing this, so I was just telling you how my brain's going. It's like, well, yeah, I'm supposed to push those down, push those aside. Yeah, okay. But that's, that's not the encouragement he gave us, was it? He encouraged us to take it down, turn it around, and make it functioning, and not an iniquity. I don't think I really exactly thought of that. I had some, some milk. Okay. So go ahead, please. Because if you, th- if you think about the fact that an iniquity is just a bent place within you, well, if you straighten it up and bring it into alignment, it can function in the way it needs to rather than in the perverted way mm-hmm. that it has been. Yeah, untwist it. Yeah. Untangle it. And I don't, I mean, there was, there was that's a great piece of encouragement that, that I got from that. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's, I mean, there's more, but I didn't take notes yet. So, I'm, oh man, I need to do that. Go ahead. Well, and I don't think I had realized it was a derivative of, of basically peace. Of 
shalem, which comes from shalom, mm-hmm. you know, so it's really, it's something that's supposed to help us fulfill the mission and keep our eyes looking forward to, to go, you know, to go forward with the next tabernacle mission. Mm-hmm. But if it's yes. not functioning correctly, it's not, it's not doing that. Yeah. And, and it may be actually working against. Yeah, it's there, but it's yeah. not. It's almost like, well, I don't want to jump over there yet. So, yeah, it's, it's like, um, right, we know what it means, that twistedness, that, that facade, that thing we use to uh, maybe hide something, too, where we, the iniquity's there, and you know, we're just going to jump on it because what's going on over here is too uncomfortable. Whatever, however your iniquities get ignited, we want to ignite the, the fire in, within us to overcome those and not, not push, overcome, like push them aside, because I've gotten okay at that, but to actually address it and untangle it. And so that was one of those things I've like, okay, where's that at? I need to find it. Because usually for me, I'm not saying you guys, usually for me, my iniquities come from my giftings and sometimes the ones that I'm really good at. And then it just explodes wrongly instead of exploding rightly. And so I've, I've been... I've been checking that out within me and trying to, where where am I going, Lord? Help me out. What's happening? So one of the things that, that started this whole process for me, meaning iniquities examined, da, 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 is, you know, my, when my sister passed away. So it, whatever the emotions are behind it, cause she's my sister. Gotcha. But I didn't realize how much I thought about my sister. And so I'm like, why am I thinking? I'm like, why am I thinking about her? And then, you know, then I catch myself, oh, she's gone. It's okay. And I keep trying to, you know, I'm just going to keep going because that's the way, is what it is. But then I started realizing that it's a, that it affected the other areas of my life that I did not know. So it's almost like I need to reprogram my brain. And I, I think I can sort of speak, so to speak, but I know the Lord can, but I like need to reset my neuropaths or something. So I'm doing things differently. Minor things. I want you to listen because this is weird. (laughs) I'm brushing my teeth with my left hand. I know that sounds weird. Now people shaking their head in the back row, they're smarter than me. Why is it not weird? Well, you got to talk in here. (laughs) Because they say if you you want to learn something new like that, Mm -hmm. if you want to you have to brush your teeth with your left hand. You have to do things with your left hand. You're not your dominant hand. So if you want to learn something new or... There you go. So, yeah, it's simple. Do you want to put... Did you want to put, for the record, what you said? For the record. If you're left-handed, it's nothing weird about <laughs> doing that. Yeah, so you need to do it with your right hand. So, I mean, it's something really minor, but it makes you, t- makes you start thinking differently or seeing things a little differently. At least it did for me. It was kind of strange. And, and, and that's the kind of thing. It's a little small, minor thing because I know I can't keep going the way I am. But we say that. We should be saying that to ourselves every day, every week, when it comes to being the spiritual person that God has created us to be. We can't keep doing the same thing. It can't be ordinary. It can't be what I'm used to. 
You know, even from a teacher-seer standpoint, all of these were, were meant for me as well that I was reading to you. That's like third time or fourth time I've read it. So go ahead. Well, I was just thinking how grateful I was for that Wednesday night live teaching because mm-hmm. essentially, you know, talking about we are in that point of victory where, I mean, we've, we've seen what God just did in Brazil in June. You know, things have been, I mean, there's been challenges and things, but overall, we're, we're in a, a pretty easy street right now, but there's, there's, a, there's always that urgency to go forward, work for the night is coming, mm-hmm. and to be looking forward to the next thing. And even though we all may not be going to Brazil, that, that trip needs to be as much on our minds as it is on the peoples that are participating in the ministry team of it. Yeah. Because um, that, I mean, it's so easy to look at that concept of Shalem, of Salem. I, sorry, my Bible program That's has fine. an H in it. We know what you mean. <laughs> Salem, where where you're, uh, you, you've done everything. You've partnered with the Lord. You've gained the victory. You've celebrated. And then you're in that point of victory. And then what are you doing? We're just, I mean, I can, because I have, I'm getting all tongue-tied here. The It's easy to see where that has been a point of failure in movements. Yes. It's really easy to see that. But to see it in your own life and realize I've let down in places, mm-hmm. you know, I the fervor that was there is not there as much that I need to, you know, it's not that, don't get worried, I haven't dumped anything. But, it, <laughs> but you know, I mean, that it was convicting. It was, and it was also refreshing at the same yeah. time. Because I really appreciate the Father reminding us of these things in such a way that it, it lights a fire underneath us. Yeah. You know, you don't want to you don't want to keep sliding into what you do really good because, right. and I'm not picking on you, but you do some stuff in my opinion really good. I mean, you take notes really well. That's whatever. But when you when you spend time with the Lord, you're so focused on Him, which is great. You get tons of things, and I feel like I'm not. No, no, no. Okay, don't compare. Don't compare. Don't compare. But that's great. But what what if He wants you to do it with your left hand? You see, and that's the that's the that's the challenge right now is to not get into, we can call it doldrums because it's not really doldrums when you're, when you're communing with the Lord, but we can really get into that routine and not, <clears throat> and not address things or, or not try to do something new, like with your left hand. So, yeah. <laughs> and it just makes me think of the church at Ephesus. Mm-hmm. You, you've kind of lost your first love. Right. It doesn't mean you don't love the Lord. It just means that passion to pursue him is not the chief thing in your life. That's right. That's right. I came upon the scripture in 2 Corinthians 13, which is the last, very last chapter of 2 Corinthians, but really the very last chapter of Paul addressing the church at Corinth. And I don't know if you guys have it in your Bibles or in your, even your Bible program, but if you would go there to that chapter 13 of 2 Corinthians and look at the very, very, very end of that scripture, that, that ver- I mean, that chapter, and what does it say at the very end? Amen. Okay, you have amen. Second Corinthians 13. Adrian, if you found it, put it in, still talk in the microphone. It's actually kind of weird. I've never noticed that it says the second epistle to the Corinthians was written from Philippi, a city of Macedonia by Titus and Lucas. I don't know why that's at the end of it. It's in my, it's in my Bible it's in too. too. 
There you go. Yeah. So it just says, the second epistle to the Corinthians was written from Philippi, a city of Macedonia, by Titus and Lucas. It's like a little end note they have at the end of the scripture. Well, in, in, in my Bible that I use online on my PC, it was there. I was like, what is it doing there? I, I, me either. Let me see one second. What does it say in your hard copy, Larry? Oh, they're, they're in there. They're, they're in the other room. Okay. Right. But then after that, for whatever reason, mine actually printed it. I mean, showed it. Is it, is it on your scripture sheet? Yeah, it's on the scripture sheet. Yes. That what she just read? You put it after the amen. I didn't. Did I put a line through it? No. No. I because I, I didn't understand why it was there on that of all programs. Larry's still finding. Do we need to do a sword drill? Is that what we need to do? We need to do Bible drills again, Larry? Draw your sword. <laughs> the very very end. Does it have that? No. So it's a footnote, and then for some reason the Bible program that I use. Put it at the end when I printed it. This it's got references to you know Romans and okay. So all right. So anyway, there we have this. And so um, the word examine, which is the very first word in our scripture that that's on your sheet, verse five. I started looking at that word because there is a word for examine that that we've done a little bit of a study on, and it's doikimazi. Um, just look at look at examine and you'll find it, Vicky. So it's a doikimazo, I think is how you say it. And I thought, wait, now we have to stop. Go. Just to clarify things, Second uh, Corinthians verse one, Paul identifies himself as the one writing this. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where these people don't are getting start this getting other to way. this ident identify as stuff. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> keep going. So yeah, that so then that footnote makes it what what very. Could he, it doesn't matter. I just thought it was strange. So I just thought I'd point it out. Hand the microphone back to your wife. She's looking up examine. Did you find examine? Yeah. So it's a little bit different word than dokomazi. But here's the definitions, as you can see, that I gave you. And I wrote them all out because there's some things that I wanted to read and say, what? To all of you. <laughs> it does happen 39 times and is absolutely a verb. So this is something that you actually do, or God does, or whoever does, but this is an action. And you look at it, and it says to try whether a thing can be done, to attempt, endeavor, to try, make trial of, test, for the purpose of ascertaining his or her quantity, or what he or she thinks, or how he will behave, he or she behave himself, in a good sense, in a bad sense, to test one maliciously, craftily, to put to the proof his feelings or judgments, to try or test one's faith, virtue, character, by enticement to sin. What caught my eye in all of this? There was a thing about to put to the proof your feelings or judgment in relation to being tested in a malicious fashion, or to be enticed to sin. Do you guys see that? So I, I thought, whoa, wait a minute. 
when I'm doing an examination from the dokimatsu standpoint, I'm I'm trying to get myself in the right place, you know. But I don't always remember that feelings part. I was like, oh wait, that is part of all this stuff. Why do I just? Well, here we go. So when we're examining ourselves, it is in every way. It is not just from our spiritual standpoint, our spiritual man, which needs to be number one. Don't get me wrong, but this word examine is something where it's it's all aspects of your being. <coughs> Maybe you guys knew that. I hadn't seen that before. The other thing that's really weird about this, not really weird, the other thing that caught my eye about this word examine is, so it's a number, G, whatever, whatever, right? So I put that in looking for examine because when I started this, I typed in examine in my program, you know, the English word, and you oh, it's all, all the things going to come up. No. If you type the G number, which I didn't write down, if you type the number for examine that's Pyrazo into your program, you will see that the majority of the time, examine is not the word they translate it as. They translate it as tempt, tempted, and tried. Jocelyn, you want to say something? Yeah. <laughs> the, the root of that is actually to pierce. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I just find that because of that word's used in the the piercing of the side of Jesus as well. Which is, which is where I, I think maybe the definitions come in of you're really scrutinizing mm-hmm. and then you're disciplining yes. whatever you need to do to discipline your whole man, your, yep. your feelings and your judgments as well. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. And she stole my thunder. No, I'm not just kidding. You did not. No, I mean, that's exactly right. After you examine, you must discipline. I mean, it's really uh, all in one. And and I keep go, I, when I think about this, I go, oh, gosh, that's so hard. You know, shut up, Annette. It's not. It's something we must do. It's something that be and you know a lot of it related to the things that that we've been hearing from Dallas and the things that God are, is telling you, telling me, telling you know Pastor to to teach to us or or you know release to us. It's something that is so doable. And something we so need to do. So this examine just this just seems like a, it's a you know nitty gritty down into the the crevices of everything, everything. Not just your spirit man's not aligned, not just that your heart's not aligned, but everything that that gets fed by your heart or tries to feed your heart must be aligned. And so when you know pastors encouraging us, pastor. Apostle Ron, Pastor Ron, to encourage us to examine ourselves and to to deal with these iniquities and all the all it's a it's a all in one encompassing examine. And when we had our our Saturday morning prayer, and that's why I went and got this thing, and and talking about uh, where was it um, that we must make a renewed commitment, right? That there, it's it's not over till it's over, kind of a thing. But we need to rekindle the flames of passion, and our divine identity. And I think all the things that I've heard so far from God speaking to me that that's what that's what God's asking us to do. And here Paul is talking to the the town, the people in Corinth, Corinth. And if you look in some Bibles, they tell you that this whole thing is a final warning to the to the church of Corinthia for. For the for the guys that are there hanging out for you know whoever's there, because he wasn't actually there present with the with the second 
the second epistle. He was in the first, or at some some time he was there and speaking to them. And then this is all, you know, this is, I'm not there. I'm just telling you guys, this is it. Listen to what I'm saying. And and so it's called final warnings. When I looked, well, that's a, yeah, that's kind of a, ooh, all right. So let's read the scripture and then we'll, you know, there's lots of things you guys are going to see. And then let's come back and check it out because there's some things in here I, I got, what? Okay. Um, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves, know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except to, except you be reprobate reprobates. But I trust that you shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray. Now I pray to God that you do not do no evil, man. Sometimes you do not evil, not that we should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. It's like, what is he talking about? For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. Boy, will that preach for hours and years and days. We can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. And this also we wish, even your perfection. Therefore, I write which the Lord hath, sorry, therefore I write these things being absent, lest being present, I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord hath given me to edification and not to destruction. There's a whole lot just in the first five, five through 14. I mean, Wow. So he, he's talking to this, to these guys and he's saying, examine. Okay. So we get it, but now we really get it. He's telling them, examine every aspect, your spirit, man, your, your physical man, what, all of it. And, and the interesting part is whether you, are you in the faith? Are you in the pistis? Are you completely convinced? Go ahead, Vic. Are you, are, are, is every part of you present at the right hand of God? There you go. Um, and, and prove your own selves. You look at the word prove. Guess what the word is? The one I said before that I can't really say. Dakumazu. Dakumazu. Okay. Right? And it's, it, it's, a, it's another version of examine. So examine everything, but you know what? You examine yourself because you know you. Nobody knows you better. Well, maybe God. Nobody knows you better except God. You know you. So you know what you like, what you don't like. And then, uh, you know, you can look back all the way from the very beginning of time when you were born and you don't remember that. You kind of knew like two things. You knew you needed to eat. And you knew you needed to sleep. <laughs> I mean, maybe eating more than sleeping. I don't know. But you, I mean, that was, that was basic. Everything else you've learned. You've learned from your parents. You've learned from the people you hang out with. Whatever. Everything else is learned. Learn behavior. We want to learn our behavior, our emotions, our will, our mind. We want that to be learned with God. And only him, not even the things I'm saying to you right now, 
I mean, if it's God speaking, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's got to be him and you. And so prove your own selves. And, and it says, know you not your own selves. We guys, we know that word. No, it's epigenosco, right? Yes. And so we, we understand that word. No, know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you. Except you be reprobates. Wait a minute. Okay, we're going to get back to that word in a second because I don't like that word reprobate, but uh, okay. But don't you guys know that Jesus Christ is within you? Of course you do. Of course you do. You know that you're an heir. You're a joint heir. You're his brother. He's your brother. You understand that. It's not a big deal. Go ahead, Vicki. Go ahead. Well, I just, because if you say it, if you say it in, a, in a, another way to it, it carries... It carries a deeper meaning because I think every person who's been born again would say that Jesus Christ is in them. But okay. if, if really, if you see that this is the pattern of an anointed son is positioned in you, mm-hmm. that's a completely different ball game. Right. That's true. And so, don't you know? You need to know that the pattern of the anointed son is positioned in you, unless you're being worthless. To the purpose of God. And that's what reprobates means. It, it really talks about not standing the test. <clears throat> so, well, we're testing ourselves because the first verse was talking about, you know, examine, try. <clears throat> Your turn. <laughs> Your turn. So, so that second uh, testing, to mm-hmm. prove your... Uh, to prove your own selves yep. uh, is really talking about testing in such a way that, that you approve or can be approved. You, you are actually doing the right thing. It's just not saying, oh, is this right or wrong? It is going to that point where you are on the right side of, of that mm-hmm. work that's supposed to be done. Exactly. God, so, God, God, all yeah. based on God, right? Not based right. on anything else. So, so that examine yourself is that disciplining to test. In other words, look at what's going on and then choose the point that is approved. Okay. Everybody good? Okay. So <clears throat> when you look at reprobates, it says not standing the test, not approved. What Larry was just talking about. And it talks about... Um, prove your proving yourself as you ought to be but you didn't that's what reprobate means <laughs> you had that opportunity to prove who you are who you who you were ought to be who you were made to be but you didn't and that's what a reprobate is and I always thought it was low. Well, once you're reprobate, you, there's no redeeming qualities. You're you're done. You're worthless. You're you can't do anything more. But if you keep reading, you kind of see how Paul is saying, "Hmm, there is more to this." Go ahead, Vicky. Yeah, and Strong's kind of carries it into unapproved. <clears throat> yes. As in being rejected or implicated by being worthless. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, to me. Paul is is taking this examine, examine, because really there's two versions of there, this examine, that examine, to the nth degree when he's giving his final say to the guys in Corinthia. Corinth. Sorry. Which is it? Corinth. Corinth. My bad. In Corinth. You like Corinthia? (laughs) 
It's not right though. It's, it's true. It's valid. <laughs> <laughs> you should be saying that into the microphone so everyone else can enjoy the humor that you're bringing us. Inside joke. So in verse six, so now we're just getting to verse six. <laughs> we read verse five. Tons in that little area. Please go follow other words. Oh, yeah. The word examine in the very beginning, right? I told you that one. You know, this is where the word gets used in another place. 39 times, mind you. You're reading one. I'm going to give you one other place where it's used. And it's this. In Luke 4, it says, Being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did, not, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterwards hungered. That word tempted is the word examine. The one we're looking at. It's pyridzo. That word is, who's the one that tempted Jesus? Who was examining Jesus? Who was checking out whether his emotions, whether all of that was in line? Who was doing that? It was the devil. It was the devil. That was, that's, and you find, you'll go find those words somewhere else and you'll be like, whoa, because like I said, it, this is the only place it's called examine. Everything else is tempted or tried or tempt. So, we can say, the devil made me do it. <laughs> he tempted me and he made me do it, but it's, it's a choice. It's, a, it's an examination. It's a verb where we have to do something. Check it, chuck it, whatever. Okay, next, yes. Well, I was just thinking it's interesting because keeping in mind that if the enemy did that to Jesus, looking for a point of weakness or a point that wasn't aligned. Yep. So iniquity, exactly. The iniquity we were talking, iniquity that we were talking about yep. so that he would then go the easy way and pledge his allegiance and worship the enemy so that he could have dominion, that yep. he's going to be looking for the same thing in us. He's mm -hmm. going to be continually testing our iniquities, testing those places to see, all right, so you came through this victory, but now can I use this to twist it so that going forward, mm -hmm. the next thing you do is going to be just a little off kilter and then it's not accomplishing what the father wants to do, which is all the enemy wants. Right. And now you have the power and authority to overcome those iniquities. You can fight back. You can not just push, which is great, or smish down, that's good. But you can fight back and bring it into alignment. You can straighten it, untangle. Right. Well, and that's kind of, you know, what Pastor Ron was saying is when that sacrifice, um, those stones were placed, they were intentionally placed on the hill that represented the iniquity. They weren't placed on the hill that represented the blessing, but in the midst of the iniquity, because yeah. then as you go from one point of having things straightened out into the next, you always have to be looking for that so that you stay aligned and functioning. As mom was saying earlier, it's part of the, it's a necessity, it's part of the process. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we read that scripture though? And we didn't quite see that. <laughs> or maybe some of you did. I mean, you know, we have some people that are that good. You get it, and that's cool. And then, but here, Pastor Ron just brings this perspective, and then you go back, and and now you got to make it your perspective, so to speak. Uh, it's a net. We're talking about my own self. Okay, now, and that's I mean, that's how we grow, and that's how we're going to make it. If we don't grow, we're not going to make it. It's the same thing, like if you know from a physical standpoint, you have to keep moving or you'll die. You have to grow or you're not going to make it. Okay. Verse six, 
But I trust that you shall know that we are not reprobates. So we already know what reprobates is, is the same word. Go ahead, Vicki. You've been waiting. Well, I have because the word trust there is a form of hope. Yes. So, Elpizo? Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's, it roots back to Elpis. So it's, it's a confidence in the, in the fact that he's filled with the assignment, that he's mm-hmm. got the assignment of God in him. You know, that he's got those beginning glimmers of what God's going to do, and he's, he's confident that we will know that we're not worthless to the, what the will of God is, that mm-hmm. we are indeed committed to seeing that will fulfilled. Yeah, it's having, having confidence and hope, <laughs> which so many people go, that doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. It's knowing. It's knowing. Expectation, it's going to be. Seed of faith. Yes. Okay. Uh, verse 7. Did I make it to verse 7? All right. Um, now I pray to God that you do no evil. Not that we should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be as what? Reprobates. Why does he keep bringing that up? <laughs> Come on, I want to get over this stuff. No. Wow. I mean, so pray is yukamai, right? God we know is theos. Evil we know is kakos. So it's an interesting prayer time right there. Yukamai, <laughs> theos, kakos. Okay, got it. Don't do it. Don't do kakos. Just don't do it, Larry. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, not that we should appear. So, should appear is a word that goes back to phos. I think where there's a light, um, there's a light aspect of should appear, right? And so, not that we should appear approved. So, Larry, what's that word approved? Dokamaos. <laughs> Back to the same thing. Dokamaizo, but now a dokamaos. And I know I'm butchering it. I'm hoping nobody's a Greek expert sitting here or watching. Sorry, people, if I butchered it. But once again, we're still we're still in that we're in that same place, that approved place. Like Larry was saying, you get to the place and now you're approved. Now you have that approval. It's like a stamp of approval, so to speak. And so Paul is in, in to me in these these sentences, he's saying this is a this is an, an, a never ending progression, an always um, place where you have to find yourself. Are you feeling reprobate? Well then get yourself approved. You're the one that does that. Nobody can tell you, and and that's the hardest thing to teach young people. Nobody can tell you how you feel. Nobody can tell you what to do. You allow influence to tell you what to do. You allow influences, define it however you want to, to tell you who you are. That's your job. That is not my job. Now, as parents, I get it. As a youth leader, I get it. You want to provide information. I still can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what to do. You know that, Gavin? You know that. Well, yeah, and and it's more than information. You want to provide a pathway Mm -hmm. that they have an option of choosing to walk down that's going to be what God's called them. So it will fulfill what their real identity is. But you can't make anybody, you can't lead that horse, make that horse drink water. You can't. Don't drink the water. Um, You know, you can't say, 
You know, my dad made me do this, made me feel this way or whatever. I mean, I understand dad tells you to do something, do it. That's not what I mean. I just mean that he makes me feel that way. No, you allow that. You're in charge of your emotions. This scripture right here very much, very much says, says that. It's your mind, it's your will, it's your emotions. So you want to blame other people? What's, what's that favorite saying? You can become better or bitter. Mm -hmm. You can rise above or you can sink down in the mire with everything else. <laughs> and believe you me, and I know you guys do, <laughs> we're going to have many opportunities to rise up. I'm going to say it that way. I'm going to say it in a positive. You have many opportunities to rise up. So rise up. Somebody's texting me. Go. And, and I think this sentence talks about how you might feel in the midst of this. You know, it, you, when you're going through this process, sometimes it feels like you're worthless. It feels like you're not accomplishing anything. That's right. It feels like, well, it's because everything in our relationship is based on that emptiness and that barrenness. Mm -hmm. And so it, that wasn't just a one-time thing we conquered. You know, that's something we have to conquer over and over. We have to endure and walk through, not just stay there, and say, okay, I'm holding my own. We have to actually push through because there's work to do on the other side. Exactly. And <clears throat> the word on us is kalos, right? So evil is kakos, and then we got the other side, kalos, in here. That's people can say you're an honest person, all that, but it's doing the right thing at the right time. It's it's fulfilling or or working through with on the purpose of God in that situation. Do we want to have the twistedness or do we want to have God? Do we want to have the goodness? Do we want to have the glory of the Lord shining upon us? That kind of a thing, right? Of course, as we're sitting here, I'm just thinking, so it's really the difference between that, that place of I'm surviving to I'm actually prospering. Thriving, yep. And I'm going moving forward. And we talk about that, but really it's like when you've been through difficult situations, you do have a survival mode that you operate in and you work from because you're thinking, I'm just trying to get through the day. And God's really asking us to be like, all right, I understand that that's where you were. I need you now to look forward and go, yes, that was how you operated. Now I need you to move in a forward fashion of the victor because you have survived. Mm -hmm. So now that thought process needs to be put aside and it's now a, a point of moving forward as those who, um, I don't know what the, op, you know, I'm lacking the word for what the opposite would be, but it's not, it's a thriving instead of a survival. Right. Just, just another way to say that too, as I was just thinking, you know, when God allows you to see the iniquity that you realize, again, it's part of the growth. It's part of the process. So then you don't beat yourself up about, well, how could this iniquity have been there? Because everything should be rightly aligned that we just realize as we continue to move forward in grace that other areas that, and it may not even be that we've stepped into the twistedness, but there's that opportunity too. So we have to test our feelings. You know, and I think when Pastor Ron was teaching, he said, it's not bad that you have the thought of, I'm tired, do I really want to go forward? But it's that you take it captive so that you can move forward. And so that 
whether you've been moving in that iniquity or there's just that opportunity that in seeing it and recognizing it, that there's the the joy of realizing I can choose to partner with the father and overcome this and that I don't have to succumb to the feelings that it brings up. And, you know, and even just be like, oh my gosh, I'm such a terrible person because I did this because then you're focused on that and not the fact that the father brought it so you could overcome it to be able to be strengthened to move forward. Ooh, sparrow, 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 sparrow. Well, on that note, you think about what grace is. It's it's the lifting up and going forward. And the higher you get, the more you can see. So as we move in grace, which is a lifting up, we're going to have a greater vision of what's around us and this examination of who we are. And so it's it's like we... Uh, in, we, we get to a greater understanding, and so things that we didn't understand about ourselves before are coming to light. And, and it's not for condemnation, but it is for that point of more grace, mm -hmm. moving from grace to grace. Check, check verse 14. I, I was just sitting here thinking about the fact that this passage really only matters to people who are deeply pursuing the Lord. Now, I'm not going to say just sonship, because I think there are people that don't know about sonship yet that are deeply pursuing the Lord mm -hmm. and things like this do matter to them. Yeah. But generally speaking, most people that are on this earth that believe in God or most people that are in the church that believe in God. And I say that because there are two distinct differences. There really is. Um, they don't really recognize iniquities. They don't really care if they have an iniquity. In fact, in many cases, they probably worked very hard to build a, some sort of a wall and protective thing around those iniquities. This justified. is who I am. Yes. This is what I've experienced. This is what I've learned through the school of hard knocks. <clears throat> and so I have to protect myself and defend against anybody that might try to, to wear that away and make me a lesser person. And you see it throughout the church. You see it throughout relationships that people have just in the world. And, and so that iniquity only comes important if you, if you know that you have a calling, that you're put here on this earth for something more than just surviving, mm -hmm. for just getting through, for just doing nice things to help other people. Yeah. Because that, that really doesn't, that doesn't play into any of this. It really doesn't. You know, you've got to know that you're either, you either know that you have an inheritance that you want to live by or else you're living underneath it you're not fulfilling what you would be put on this earth to do. Yeah. And we all are going to stand before the Lord and give account of what he sowed into our lives and what we did with, every, with that stuff. Did we use it for the inheritance that he set us for, or do we use it just to pass the time away and make ourselves happy? Anybody else? Are we good? Now where am I? <laughs> it really is. There's some, I mean... Yeah, I just try to pick out the things while I let the Lord help me out. Verse 8, for we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. I have so much to say about that, but you guys understand what truth is. So we're good there. But, you know, let's see, is it we can is the word we can do. That's the word dunamai. So there's, a, there's the power word and an authority word that, that Paul is giving to you to understand that nothing will stand against. No power. No power will stand against the truth. 
Verse 9, for we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. And this also we wish, even your perfection. Okay, so for we are glad, you guys know these words, so it's, it's the rejoice word. That's Cairo, no, Cairo, Cairo, can't say it very well. <laughs> okay, um, this, this one is kind of where I got, I, I didn't get stuck, but this is the thing that attracted me to this in the first place. For, you know, we are glad when we are weak. So we rejoice when we are weak and you are strong. So we are weak, asteneo, we know about that word. Strong is dunados, which goes back to dunamai. How cool is that? We wish is the word yukamai, which we just talked about up there where I pray. I don't know why they translated it as we wish, but this means that we pray. We're, this is a praying st- statement for your perfection. Even's not even in there. Your perfection. That reminded me of the scripture that Pastor Ron shared in Second Chronicles, where he's talking about a perfect heart, right? So you look at this word perfection, which is kata kata artsis, kata artsis. It's a crazy word. A strengthening, a perfecting of the soul, a training, discipling, instruction that's given. It goes back to. Katarizo, which means sound, complete, to mend, to repair. Do you understand? It's like a being, being, what's the word? Starts with an R. Restored. Thank you. It's like being restored. Golly. Why does that happen to me? It doesn't matter. It's like a wholeness. Yeah, it's like a wholeness. So there's, all these things are being taught, but Paul's still not, not saying you're on your own. Go, go figure it out. He's saying, look, we're paying attention. And we're okay that we look weak or we look astenaeus, we, that, that we have that maybe going on. Okay, but you're strong. We're strong too, but you're strong. You have the dunamai. You're at that, that second tier level where you, you have authority and power. Well, this really goes back to that comment that he says, though I am weak in me, you're strong. Uh, so it's really saying, uh, though we look like we don't, we're not moving in great power. It, it's not through us. It's through what God's doing yeah. that you're strong. So our weakness in the Lord is what's bringing this to you. Exactly. What a, what a best place to be weak is in the Lord, right? If I got to be weak, let's be weak in the Lord. Okay. All right. Yay. Like that. Oh, okay. So, oh, perfect. Okay. So verse, now we're down to verse 10. Did we make it to 10? We did. Therefore, I, I write these things being absent, lest being present, I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord hath given me to edification and not to destruction. Uh, what word is that power word? Exousia. Oh, wow. Okay. We're not talking about dunamis anymore. We're talking about exousia. We're talking about that authority. How do I say it? Over the continent? That's how I said it. 
It's a continental thing. Yeah, it, this, is, this is a force to be reckoned with. Paul was given this kind of authority and power over wherever Corinth is exactly, Asia Minor, whatever the map says in the Old Testament. You know, it's not, it's not just this, you know, a little localized, a little greater than that, you know. He's been giving, given authority and power over all of this. And it's, um, guess what? You as well. Because when we go and do the things we do, even if we don't go and we're praying, the things that happen in Brazil, we have a certain measure of authority and power in that place because we've not only invested, but we are there as Paul would be there, you know, discipling, giving them instructions, giving them, you know, here, you still got to make a choice, you guys in Brazil. And Lord, I ask that they make the choice and continue to press on vehemently because they're the army. They're the army of the Lord. You know, we have input still. We still have that, whatever you want to call it, that, that influence in that area. So sharpness was very funny. It means to be abrupt, severely, curtly, sharply. Have you ever been poked sharply? Yes. Why, yes, I have. Okay. Are we also good now? What else do we want to say? We know what edification is talking about, right? This is that act of building something up, right? We know that. That's what we do. Paul's saying, I'm here to build you up. I'm not here to destroy you. Not meaning I'm. I'm meaning the words that I'm sharing with you are not meant to destroy you. They're meant to build you up. Though it will destroy the stuff that's not good. Go. Which is kind of funny because a, a lot of people's sermons are not building up, they're tearing down. So yep. <laughs> just, just, just saying from a different aspect though, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's get to the last, the last three verses. And I know Larry's going to love the last, very last verse. Like I said, check number 14. Finally, brethren, finally, I can finally shut up. Here we go. Finally, brethren, farewell, be perfect be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, grace, and the love of God, agape, and the co communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. So there's a grace step right there. Grace of God, lo love, communion with the Holy Spirit. Um, you can't be defeated in that area, <laughs> right? So you take those grace steps, I guess is probably one way of saying it. So you, you look at, at what he's saying. So it's really a fivefold. It's really a fivefold progression at the very beginning. I kind of missed it when I first looked at it, but the first thing is farewell. Cause the farewell is that word. Cario, what Vicky said, you know, that, that rejoicing, that's step one, rejoice. Step two, be perfect, Caterizzo. We've already talked about that. Completely and thoroughly there. <laughs> be of good comfort, Pericaleo. Vicky's taught on that one before, to call near, to be at one side, that kind of thing. But you're in, you're together. Be, be of one mind, Freneo and, and him, meaning Freneo and you. For now, you all remember that, to have understanding, to be wise, to feel or to think. For now, to be of one mind is for now, 
That's, that's step four. And what's step five? Live in peace. And that has the word Ireland in it. I'm sorry. That's the way I remember that. Did you know that? E-I-R-E is another way they say Ireland. Erie, thank you. He, see, he would know. He can say it. And the word here is, what is it? Irianeo. Means to make peace, to cultivate or keep peace. But that means that we've that we've conquered something, that we've come back from something, a war, whatever you want to call it, a battle. And what's the end result going to be? The God of love and peace shall be with you. Right? And then you get the salute. <laughs> so many things we could say about that, but let's not. A salute means that someone is, is very welcoming and that they're folding you in their arms. So you understand you're part of the saints. But you're part of God and his family. How to say, say it that way, but... And then, of course, you have that, like I said, the three-step-up the three steer, the three step up thing. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion, communion of the Holy Spirit. Just like we have up on the wall, Holy Spirit, Jesus, the Father. All of those are encompassed in this last scripture. And it's like, it's a dynamic trio. Can't call it a duo. It's a dynamic trio. It's just, it's just cool beyond words, in my opinion. And that was it. Paul was done. I'm done talking to you people. This is it. So your final warning and my final goodbye. Finally, rejoice. And then be perfect. Be good. Be of good comfort. I mean, be of one mind. Live in peace. And God's going to always be there. What do you think? I think it's a great word for now, for today for this time that we're in, going towards the end. So much is happening in November, um, just in the spirit, because right, we just finished with the 10th month. Okay, first of all, the 10th month, which is really the beginning of the new year for, for um, you know, in the Bible, the people in Israel, they celebrated Yom Kippur, all that kind of thing. But for us, we're in that 10th, the month of fasting in the 10th month, and now it just seems like a breakthrough is here. An explosion of God is, is here for us, for us to take, not, I shouldn't say take advantage of, but for us to partner with, to be with him as he's doing these things. And having this thing, this, I'm not going to call it a seminar, but having this visit, wow, in Brazil, for it's not a three-day visit. It's not four days. It's not five days. It's what, 12 days or something like that? It's an extended visit. It's like an extra measure of, I want to put a little more glue on this so it really sticks to you. So we're going to come for 12 days. <laughs> I mean, right? I don't know. That's, that's what it seems like. We're a part of that, even though we're not there. Go ahead, Vicki. Well, could I back up to verse 11 for just Absolutely a minute? Absolutely not. Yes, please go. Because it's, it's kind of a, it kind of sums everything up about who we are Okay. as sons. When he, oh, says, yes. when he says to be perfect... We're, we're supposed to function in a complete way, and that means we need to adjust whatever is necessary in order to do that. Amen. We're supposed to that be of good comfort, Pericaleo, is take the responsibility to come alongside other people and teach them. We, that's part of what we're doing now. Even if we're not the ones going forth, we actually have to invest ourselves in what they're doing over there. Yes. 
be of one mind. That phreneo is is really it's when your mind is allowing your spirit to communicate communicate with God. Mm-hmm. So don't let your mind tug against what your spirit needs to do. That's right. Have you know? that understanding. Right. 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 And then live in peace is just you know continue that that process of partnership partnership with the Lord, gaining the victory, and then looking ahead to the next going forth with great expectation. And if you do all of that. Mm-hmm. The God of agape and peace shall be with you. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. There's so many promises. Sometimes I think I'm going to write a book, but promises of God. Here's one. But would everybody understand it? Right. Our group would. You see what I'm saying? We're, we're come to a place where it's not just words. It's not just an understanding we got from wherever church we went to or maybe didn't go to. It's not then, then in that case, case, the church of the world. I mean, this is the way we're looking at things now is is different. And you see how things can be different, how things how things are provision really is provision. And you see what that provision is, and it's not any way you thought it was, and oh that's God. How cool. All right, that's what we that's what we have. And that's what we move in. That's what we're moving in. So amen. All right. I thank you all very much. Lord, bless this group in Jesus' name. Amen.